Hey everybody, welcome to the Weekender Edition of the Break Podcast. I got on my computer. Let's be real about that. I got on my computer, Nick. Uh, but it's necessary. It's been one of those days. A reminder, if you want to listen to this entire show, go over to patreon.com slash Podcast. And if you do, you, much like our other patrons, get to hang out with us as we're recording this show. We are doing this live in front of a studio audience, which means that later on in the episode, our patrons who are here, who are watching this, who are having a good time, hanging out with one another, supporting one another during hard times. <laughs> what? what was that? That was a live studio audience. That was a live studio audience. <laughs> uh, we're here supporting each other hard times, but you too can be in the audience and they're going to ask questions. We're going to answer some of those near at the end. But Nick, um, we got to start this thing off. Uh, lots of cool things happened today. Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, um, you know, when you I'm driving around L.A. all day long, and I'm just kind of listening to all the things that are happening. It's uh, it makes the drive go a lot quicker, Jared. It's, interestingly enough, do not let uh, anybody tell you that we live in boring times, Nick. No, I mean it's the end times. It's the worst times. It's whatever those are, but it's not boring. Um, I don't know what to start. I don't. I mean, I think you have an idea of where you want to start, and I would be willing to go wherever that leads because it feels <laughs> like it's going to take us through everything anyway. They're all connected. Well, let's go ahead and start with what just broke um, a little bit before we started recording. Uh, the January 6th committee uh, came out, obviously still telling this narrative. Uh, and, and by the way, all the results that we're seeing in terms of polls, in terms of, of these communities that are being uh, reached out to by pollsters and such, uh, apparently they're being watched. They're being listened to. It's affecting public opinion. God knows if that's going to change anything. It has come out today that the following people. And listen to this. This is a murderer's row, Nick. We're talking about Matt Gates. We're talking about Mo Brooks. We're talking about Andy Biggs, Scott Perry, Louis Gohmert, and Marjorie Taylor Greene all asked Donald Trump and the White House for pardons following January 6th and their attempt to overthrow the government. Jim Jordan was also asking about it. This is my favorite thing in all of this, which is Matt Gates asked for a pardon for the January 6th attempted coup, but also quote and quote for any and all things, Nick. Oh, yeah. Now, this isn't necessarily new, right? I, I remember reading about this a long time ago, how Matt Gates had reached out and certainly anything and all things, uh, you know, covers. He might have had some parking tickets, Jared. Yeah, that's there wasn't anything else that he's been accused of, right, that he could possibly use a pardon for, right? You know, it's uh, remember, at a, getting a pardon is an admission of guilt. Uh, so let's not forget that. And uh, if he parts in the red zone, then he's got to own up to that. Is red zone what we call soliciting underage Sex work? Is that what we're calling it? Trafficking underage people? That is what that's what I'll call it, I guess. Okay. Yes. Cool. Okay. I'm I'm glad that we've got that update. That's coming out. Um, what an absolute shit show this has been. Uh I, I was talking to somebody last night, Nick. Um, at this point in the January 6th hearings, and, and I'm so glad that they're happening. I'm so glad that they're apparently moving a needle. Um, I have reached the point where literally none of this surprises me now. Do you know what I mean? It's just to the point you you can literally tell me that they traveled through time, they hop dimensions, all in the pursuit of of crimes. I would believe it at this point. You know, it's funny because it's not a crime. Well, what does George Costanza say? It's not a lie if you believe it. It's not um, a lie if you believe it. Well, this isn't a crime. Anything that they had done, if it had been successful, right? This is the whole thing. Here is. They knew that if they could get Trump back in power and win the election, which was, you know, that's kind of a coin toss at some point going into this. Uh, then Can there we would live about this for a second, but also 
truthful about it. In the past, if you attempted a coup or a revolution, you did so knowing that if you failed, that if it didn't work out, what the consequences were, right? And, mm -hmm. and these Cretans are just absolutely, it's incredible to go into a situation where you're trying to overthrow a government and also go ahead and try and secure yourself some sort of deal afterwards in case it doesn't work. That's incredible. Uh, here's my thing. I don't know if they were trying to secure themselves that deal in as much as Trump may have indicated to them, don't worry about it because if it all that falls apart, I will pardon you. Like I, I would almost be willing to think he would. And by the way, he didn't do any of these pardons unless they're sitting under the desk in the White House. Like you think he might have stashed them there and like someone's going to find them later, like a national treasure. But um, I, I'm thinking that he dangled those pardons, um, allowing people to think that, OK, I'm cool either way. That that I think that could be a distinct thing. Well, and they're never going to maybe admit that, or maybe you'll get one of them too. But um, that has to be part of it. They had to have dangled that, right? Yeah, and I think that's the thing. And, and actually, Christy over here in the chat had said that he's too sadistic. He doesn't actually want to help anyone. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. He doesn't actually care. All of these people are disposable to him. They're like Kleenex. They're like facial tissues. Get done with them, throw them away. It's exactly how this stuff works. And in all of this, um, you you have all these people who basically, if they were in Trump's position, they would do the same. I mean, if Matt Gates, oh my God, if Matt Gates is president of the United States, I can't believe that's coming out of my mouth, by the way. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I, I didn't feel, I need a drink. Hold on. That is, yeah, watch that down. Oh, oh my God. If Matt, oh, yeah. If Matt Gates, I can't even say it again. If Matt Gates reached that position of power, it's the type of person who would go ahead and try and overthrow the government and then also not help the people who attempted to help him do it. Like that's 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 who these people are. I mean, they they are just the most selfish, self-entitled, cruel people imaginable. Uh, without question. And by the way, you know, uh, Kinchinger had a nice you know, opening and they talked a lot about integrity and all the different attorneys generals that were talking about how they feel about, you know, their role. Um, when you when your uh, standards are below Jeff Sessions, <laughs> then you know that you're in real bad shape here. And when they trot out his line about that, then I mean, you know, I didn't have him on my bingo card of guys who were going to make an appearance in this uh, in the January 6th commi uh, committee hearings. Um, you are, this is really a problematic thing. Listen, right? when the Keebler elf of racism comes in and says, this is too much, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. And in all of this, um, we, we really are seeing the worst of the worst is what we're seeing. We're seeing uh, just the, again, just an absolute villainous group of people. Um, and and I, I don't know, Nick, I, I really don't. I, I'll say this, I'll put this out in the universe. I don't know how much worse it can get. But right. you know, even if it does, I don't even know if I'll be that surprised at this point. But but here's the stark reality that we're facing with today's uh, testimony is that this was it. If Trump had put uh, Clark in as an acting attorney general, that's it. Because I am confident and and of uh, sure that Pence, having taken some faked report by the DOJ that Clark had written, would have written. Uh, he would have then rejected electors because let's not forget, do you remember who Pence turned to for his constitutional scholarly advice to make sure he was doing the right thing? I mean, when you, okay, just like we had Jeff Sessions pop up here for standards of whatever, when you have to turn to Daniel Quayle as your constitutional authority and voice on, on all things, what's legal or not, 
I mean, there's no question Pence would have easily said, oh, well, DOJ has this scathing report they came up with in about 30 minutes. Then clearly we have to reject these electors and send them back to the states. There's no question that that would have been the whole kit in the caboodle right there. I've said this before. I will say it again. This is easily the dumbest attempted coup that almost worked. Period. In all ways, shape, and form. Thank God a few things moved here and there. And although some people want to pretend like that proves that it wasn't actually that bad, it absolutely was. Um, and speaking of that bad, we also have to talk about Nick. Um, so we we had talked on uh, Tuesday about how uh, Roe v. Wade is probably going to get thrown out. Uh, it looks like now the Supreme Court has moved that to tomorrow, which is Friday, as people are probably listening to this. Um and we had talked about that possibly happening. Now, by the way, they're doing it as a Friday news dump, it seems right. like, which is an incredible, incredible sort of an idea. But they did, um, man, they uh, they did Americans a real favor today, Nick. Uh, in a six to three decision, they created a new right for American citizens to uh, carry a gun, a concealed gun. Uh, they struck down a hundred year law from New York State. And by the way, Nick, it's weird, you know. Like these originalists who believe that you have to read the Constitution as it was intended and that you shouldn't be making up new rights, which, by the way, is what they say about Roe v. Wade, is that they made up a new right to have uh, uh, productive choice. Here, they created a new right completely out of whole cloth to basically, uh, you know, turn every corner of this nation into a gun-toting free violence zone war. I took a deep dive in this and started clicking on a lot of articles about the Second Amendment and about these decisions like Heller. Um, And it it seems to me that there isn't anything in the Second Amendment that guarantees the right to bear arms for self-protection. No. And this was the root of it in the Heller decision in 08 or 2010, whatever it was, which was that Clarence Thomas, of all people, that was part of his big, you know, decision making thing to keep like this allowable and get us to where we are today was that, yeah, somehow there's a God given right. And I hate to even use that, but whatever the the constitutional uh, inalienable right to, to bear arms to protect yourself which has nothing to do with what the Second Amendment was about anyway. So they, they simply have an ideology and they are going to bend whatever laws they want and they're going to legislate from the bench, which is what we heard from all the, the, the whole 2000s was a bunch of conservatives railing against the, the out of control radical you know, judges making laws. They're doing it. And they're doing it in the sense to the point where people are going to die. The the radical judges they hated back then were doing things like making sure that the water wouldn't kill you when you drank it, or that you that, could you know, breathe the air. Yeah, you know that that kind of thing. Uh, that you couldn't la- lash. Oh, oh, I'm back. That you couldn't like lash people to a tree because they were gay and and torture them until they're dead. Like those are the kind of things that they were trying to legislate to protect. And here we have. Uh, <laughs> An unbelievable uh, activist uh, court that's going to, you know, this is just this is the top of the pyramid here. It gets it's going to get a lot worse. So so here's the thing. If you are not in our live chat watching this happen, if you're driving around the highways and byways of the American nation, I want you to maybe pull over and and get ready for yourself Uh, because I don't want to shock anybody. I don't want to cause any accidents here. The American right, the conservative movement in this country, Nick, um, they're kind of hypocrites. They don't actually have principles. They actually use whatever they need at any moment for a cudgel. When it comes to abortion, the the decision they're getting ready to hand down is to say, let's let the states decide. 
right? This is not something that the federal level should have anything to do with. And in fact, let's go ahead. Let's just throw it back to the states, let them choose. When it comes to whether or not people can carry around concealed weapons and creating a new heightened state of violence, which is kind of impressive in the United States. The idea that you can actually raise the level of violence and tension in this country. Basically, the Supreme Court says, hey, what? Hey, guess what, New York State? Fuck you, buddy. We're the Supreme Court. That's what has happened here. It's literally, there is no consistency whatsoever. And part of the reason is because one, of course, they're enthralled, this conservative ideology that the state should never be able to have any sort of power over anybody unless it's the right kind of power right? Unless it's to restrict people of color, poor people, women, uh, and, and gay people. Or there's also another part to this, Nick, which is when you pass a reactionary oppressive agenda, when you tell women that they have to carry babies, even if they've been raped or abused, when you tell people of color, guess what? All those civil rights that you gained, in the 20th century, those are gone. Oh, gay people, you're not really married anymore unless you live in the right state. When you, oh, and by the way, let's roll back. As I've said before, this is where all of this is going. We're going to get rid of minimum wage. We're going to get rid of precautionary stuff and, and oversight. When you do that, Nick, the only way that you can do it is through violence. That's it. Because people are going to stand up and they're going to say, I'm not going to take this to hell with you. You have to have violence. And it kind of helps if you create an environment of heightened violence. If everybody in the United States, particularly these gun-loving morons, are carrying around these weapons, there's always a possibility that any situation, particularly heightened situations of protest, arguments, you know, societal, political clashes, can lead to violence and murder. And undoubtedly, we're going to find some red states that are going to suddenly legalize that shit. And on top of that, Nick, I know this is surprising. It kind of helps to oppress people when you have, I don't know, gangs of white supremacist reactionary paramilitary groups who are carrying around AR-15s everywhere they go or whatever they go ahead and make legal. All of this is about creating an oppressive reactionary state. And this was a major, uh, major step in that direction today. I mean, I would even go one step further. It feels like they're trying to create a civil war. I'm, like you're not wrong. Right? You mix all these things together and, and then especially with their, their ideology and how extreme it is. And you're going to allow people to carry concealed weapons across the country, no matter where you are. Like, that just seems to me like, what are you trying to say here? Because obviously, if you've been to like rural Idaho, you know, and you're concealing a weapon there, it's a lot different than when you're carrying a concealed weapon in downtown Manhattan. Yep. You know, the sheer density of people in and around each other and things that can happen there are explosive. And they simply refuse to acknowledge that there is any difference that way. And you've been listening to a free preview of our Patreon-exclusive Weekender show. If you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week, not to mention exclusive content, uh, live hangouts, question and answer sessions. We're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash podcast. On top of that, you get to hang out with the Muckrake community, which are... Uh, really good group of people. So you should do that. That is patreon.com slash muckrakepodcast. We'll see everybody next week.